wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. And comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going here on the Locked On Royals Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's show, we're going to talk about some of the surprises of this spring, some of the bigger storylines of this spring training. We're almost exactly a week from the start of spring training. We've had plenty of time to see some of these guys, and let's start with Brady Singer. We talked all about him yesterday previewed his start. We got super excited about his start. He goes out there and he looks legit. He pitches two innings, gets two strikeouts, four ground ball outs. That's huge for a young pitcher against a lineup, which we talked about yesterday. The lineup that featured Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Jason Hayward, Javier Baez, Steven Souza Jr., a lineup that featured major league hitters to get four ground outs and two strikeouts. Amazing. Simply amazing. To keep the ball on the ground or strike someone out, that's the only damage that gets done, is impressive. Now here's the thing though. Brady Singer did work himself into a bases loaded jam with no outs. Bases loaded. Now some of those hits were choppers and and were softly hit balls that just found a way to get down. Only one ball was actually hit hard, and that was Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward came up there and got an earned single, we'll call it. However, with the bases loaded, no outs, Singer goes up there, gets two strikeouts and a ground out. Ends the inning, no harm, no foul. Cubs don't score. The ability he showed to attack hitters, to get big league hitters out, to keep the ball on the ground, and to not get overwhelmed by the moment. And I know what you're thinking at spring training, but Brady Singer is is not a veteran. Brady Singer is a guy who is trying to make his way to the big leagues. He's trying to carve out his path to Kansas City. So these are very important for him. And these are the first time that he's getting to go up against all-star level hitters. He's getting to go up against the Chris Bryants of the world, the Anthony Rizzos of the world. So whenever you load the bases and some of it wasn't your fault, only one, we're going to agree here that if you watch the game, that only one hit was truly squared up and truly driven out. The rest of it could have gone either way. So that could have snowballed into a a bad inning. And, And a lot of the times with young pitchers, you see that snowball even in spring training. But to go out there, stay composed, still attack hitters, get two strikeouts and a ground out is impressive. It's very impressive. 
he had breaking pitches working for him yesterday. He he had pretty much everything working for him yesterday. It was a joy to watch Brady Singer. And that right there, what you saw yesterday, is the exact reason why you're going to want to watch the Kansas City Royals this year. Because eventually, he will be in the big leagues. We've talked about it before. I have a whole episode dedicated to just talking about Brady Singer. He should not start in Kansas City on March 26th. The business of baseball tells you that. It tells you he should not be in Kansas City because you get an extra year on the back end if you send him down. So when he does get called up, though, he's the reason that you're going to watch this team. This team that will flirt with 100 losses. This team that on paper does not look too good. He's the bright spot. And Nicky Lopez is the bright spot. Alberto Mondesi is the bright spot. But Brady Singer proved to be everything we thought he was in one spring training outing. And maybe I'm too optimistic, maybe I'm too high on Brady Singer, but this is why you spend a first-round pick on this guy. He works fast, which is rare. Again, he'd catch the ball, get a sign, attack. Catch the ball, get a sign, attack. I love that. He wasn't phased by who was up there. He wasn't phased that runners were on base. He stayed within himself. He kept his same his, he kept the same attitude, he kept his same composure, he kept the same tempo. He didn't he didn't speed up, he didn't slow down when runners were on base. He didn't speed up or slow down depending on who the hitter was. He was going to do what he was going to do and dare you to hit. And I, and I love that mentality about him. Has a bit of a funny windup though. Bit of a funny windup. It, it looks very violent. It scares me whenever he's throwing. Hopefully it has that same effect on the batters. But Brady Singer, incredible. I, I just cannot say that enough. What we watched yesterday was awesome. And what we watched yesterday was the start of something that could end up like Zach Grinke. I have not seen a pitching prospect for Kansas City look the way Brady Singer did. And give me the hope that Brady Singer did since Zach Grinke. Let's move on to Greg Holland, a familiar face around Kansas City. Your all-time closer, your all-time most beloved closer who won World Series and whatnot. Is he good again? He goes out there again today and has another 1-2-3 inning. He's only had 1-2-3 innings this spring with two strikeouts. Now for Greg Holland... It's kind of the opposite of Brady Singer. The spring training doesn't really matter, especially whenever you're not getting in until the later innings and playing against guys who either have no shot at making the big leagues or slim shot to make the big leagues, whereas Brady Singer was attacking all-star level hitters. But for Greg Holland, the main thing for him isn't if he goes 1-2-3. It's not if he gives up a run or not. It's not any of his stats. It's how does he look. Obviously on radio... You cannot see how someone looks, but you can rely on the good folks who are there right now. Jeffrey Flanagan, uh, Josh Vernier, some of the other guys who are in surprise, Lynn Worthy, who are there to see what's happening. I think Alec Lewis was in Kansas City yesterday, uh, but he's usually there. So he's another guy that you can follow and and see uh, in surprise, Arizona. But for Greg Holland, it sounded like his velocity was back up. It sounded like like he was able to pitch the way he normally does. It sounds like he got his slider back, his, his, his breaking pitches back. 
I'm interested to see what he can do because for again, it's only been a week, so but for him and Rosenthal that they've had two strong starts. Throw Stomont in there too. He's been amazing this spring, Josh Stomont. That's three bullpen arms who've looked very good. Who, if I asked you last week when we did the bullpen preview before the games, those were three guys who you had a ton of questions about. A ton of questions. Throw Jorge, throw Jorge Lopez in there. It's another guy, Jorge Lopez, who last week I had fans wanting to off him from the team, wanting to get him out of town, saying that he'll never make it. And what does he do? This spring turns in four innings of like one hit ball. He's back. Holland's back. Rosenthal's back. And I'm and I'm getting a little too optimistic for my liking for this team. After the break, we'll talk about some hitters who have kind of turned the corner and are making a name for themselves this spring. So we're back on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And so we just talked about two, well, actually we talked about Trevor Rosenthal too, so we talked about three pitchers who have impressed me this spring. Let's do the same at the plate, and let's start with Ryan McBroom. And McBroom this spring is hitting 344 with three RBI with three RBIs, a home run, and a double. Stats, again, don't really matter in spring, especially a week into it, but it's still a good start for him. You'd rather start hot than not, so, I mean, you cannot discount the stats, and he's making this first base race a lot closer than even I expected. You go back to the winter meetings. You go back to whenever Mike Matheny was introduced as the new Royals manager. All the talk from him was about Ryan O'Hearn. Ryan O'Hearn's his guy. Ryan O'Hearn is in line for a turnaround season, the likes of which of Hunter Dozier, who turned it around and had an all-star season last year. High praise for Ryan O'Hearn since Matheny came in as the manager. He's been consistent with his love for Ryan O'Hearn. Now, once they got to Surprise Arizona, he did say that the first base position is up for grabs. As we all expected, you can't exactly hand somebody you know, a job whenever it's Ryan O'Hearn. It's not, like it's not exactly like it's Alex Gordon out there who has built up that currency as a veteran and as a guy who's been here long enough to hand them a job, Salvador Perez. But the more that we get into spring training, the more it's it's not a shoe-in for me. Now, if you would have asked me last week again, before game started, who's going to be the starting first baseman, I would have said Ryan O'Hearn. The writing was on the wall. Matheny loves O'Hearn. Matheny has said that he can be an all-star. He hasn't spoke that highly of McBroom. Not that he spoke negative about McBroom, but he hasn't gone out of his way the way he has for O'Hearn to praise him. He's praised O'Hearn whenever someone asked him a totally irrelevant question to Ryan O'Hearn. So it's clear that that McThaney really believes in him. But what McBroom is doing this spring has thrown a wrench into that, I think. Now, if it's still a tight race, come March 20th, you know, a week before opening day, and it's still a very close race. I think that the that the tie goes to O'Hearn. 
because of the fact that Metheny has spent all offseason praising O'Hearn, I think that the tie goes to O'Hearn. I think that they both probably make the roster with that new 26-man roster. I think that they both probably make it. But in terms of your everyday first baseman, I think that the tie goes to O'Hearn. But McBroom is off to a very good start. Very good start. This is going to be fun to track for next week and the weeks you know, from here on out until opening day. But credit to Ryan McBroom because he's surprised even me. And I was all in on O'Hearn as well as Matheny was. But McBroom was making some noise here and he's making it again a tighter race than what I expected. Nicky Lopez has been very good this spring. Now, again, you have to forget the numbers for this for this candidate. But he just looks like he's due for a breakout season. He's been working on that same diet that what Merrifield was, which, believe me, I need to go on that. But he looks jacked now. He looks he he physically looks a lot bigger. Last yesterday he flashed the leather a lot. You know, got got from his second base spot deep behind second base deep behind the second base bag. He he traveled all that distance to backhand the ball and throw it over to first, get the guy out. And every ball he's hit this spring. Now now they all haven't gotten down, but every ball he's hit this spring has been hit extremely hard. He's been barreling the ball up, and then after you, after you barrel the ball up, the rest of it's just kind of luck. So eventually those will fall, and, and yesterday he had a sharp hit single that Rizzo tried to glove by diving out and did knock it down with his glove, uh, but obviously there was nothing much he could do because Nicky Lopez also has speed. So I think that Nicky Lopez has all of the tools to break out this season. Now, will it be an all-star breakout? Probably not. Probably not. But I think Nicky Lopez is going to be a, a huge piece to this Rose lineup. I really do. I could be wrong, but I'm going all in. I'm buying all of the Nicky Lopez stock. I am on Nicky Lopez Island. And let him have a good first month. This will turn into a Nicky Lopez fan podcast. So lastly, I want to talk about Bubba Starling. Of course, we all know the hometown guy. Turned down Nebraska quarterback job to come play in the minor leagues for Kansas City, who gave him a historic signing bonus to not lose him. Reached in the draft for him at the time because they couldn't let the hometown kid get away. Because what if he does get away and then he turns into a great player, which some projected him to be. Slow start to his career, to say the least. You know, a couple years ago, he got called up from AA to AAA, not because he deserved it, not because he played well but because he couldn't handle seeing his stats on the scoreboard anymore. They were just so bad that he needed to reset them and get a clean break. And then that, that did turn his season around, though, to his credit. His first game was in Oklahoma City, so I was able to see his first AAA game, uh, first series of his AAA you know, season, uh, his AAA career. Uh, but fast-forwarding to the present day, this spring, he's hit for a 500 average. He's got a stolen base. He's only struck out two times which has been a huge knock on him for the most part. He's gotten two homers and 12 total bases. He had a home run and a double yesterday. Bubba Starling, is he turning that corner? Is he becoming who we once thought he could? Now, obviously, he'll, he will never reach the superstar-level hype that was put on him. It's too late in the game for that. But there's still an outside shot that he can eventually become an all-star, 
I don't see it happening. I think for Bubba Starling, what you're hoping for is to become a good everyday player. A good everyday player. Now, for this season, for 2020, he'll only play, you know, he won't play every day. He'll be a bench bat because in the outfield, you already got Gordon, Merrifield, and uh, Dozier. So, he'll be a bench bat, but he's still fighting with Brett Phillips, Khalil Lee, guys like that, to be the main outfield bat off the bench. Pretty good in the field, obviously. He's, he's very athletic. Bubba Starling, if he can keep this trajectory, if he can keep this pace... Maybe he has figured it out. Maybe he's finally figured it out. So we'll see on that one. So today against the Brewers, we were going to get the first catching appearance of Salvador Perez this spring. But instead, he'll DH today due to a dental procedure that he had a few days ago. Matheny going to DH him and give him ample amount of time to recover from that dental procedure. On the bump today, you're going to have Jacob Junis starting it out, Scott Blewett, Josh Stomont also coming in. Those are the big names for today. Big names for Thursday against the Brewers, which will be on Fox Sports Kansas City, if you care to check that out, at 2.05. Danny Duffy will make his spring debut on Sunday, so that'll be another one to watch out for. Danny Duffy condolences again to his family uh, who, you know, right before spring training lost his grandmother. Uh, and I, I cannot stress enough how uh, how much my sympathy goes out to him and his family. I know how difficult that is. Uh, you know, I lost my grand, my grandfather uh, in December, right before, right before this podcast started. Uh, so, excuse me, condolences to Danny Duffy. So that concludes the Thursday edition of the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network your teams every day. Again, I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Is that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And so we'll be back tomorrow on Friday to wrap up the week and put another week of the Lockdown Rose podcast in the books. So be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on the Lockdown Rose podcast.